well, let's just get right into it. We finally got some big NFL news. The Vikings may have lost Everson Griffin, but they just got a huge, a huge upgrade. The Minnesota Vikings traded for former Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Yannick Nagakoe. It's spelled weird, hopefully, but hopefully this helps you guys pronounce it because personally, I want him to stay here for the, at least the next five years until he's in his 30s. This guy is the definition of a freak. He is 6'2", 250 pounds. So he's nice. He has a nice uh, build to him. He's lengthy. He's tall. But the crazy part of him, about him is the way he can line up. He can either be on either side of the line. He can be a three-point stance, which is a little bit more explosive than a two-point stance. But the guy is so freaking fast. Like, just go on YouTube, type in his name, and you'll see highlights of him. And all he does is just explode. He's like a bomb. Just launching off. And another thing that's really uh, great about his skill sets is his high awareness. The dude is always looking to make a play. Whether the ball is tipped in the air or the, he knows the quarterback's about to throw it, he'll just get a strip. And with his explosiveness and high awareness comes a high motor. He's looking to make a play constantly. He's just so big, tall, fast, lengthy. You name it, he's got it. There's, there's three words I want to use to describe this guy. It's speed, speed, and speed. Now, when you're a 6'2", 250-pound defensive lineman, you're not going to be known for how fast you are. But, man, this guy, he just, as soon as he explodes off the line, he's going, like, 100 miles per hour, just zooming right to the quarterback, zooming right to the running back, zooming to wherever he needs to be. He literally looks like Anthony Barr and Daniel Hunter had a baby. The lengthiness of Barr, but with the size of Daniel. He can stand up like Barr on the edge of the line of scrimmage, or he can put his hand on the ground like Daniel. He might be Adrian Peterson's nightmare because the dude, all he does is cause fumbles. It's strip sack after strip sack after strip sack. Matthew Stafford, good luck. Aaron Rodgers, good luck. Whoever the Bears quarterback is, good freaking luck. The dude is crazy. Now, another important thing is the Vikings have a lot of defensive talent young defensive talent on the D-line with Afadi, Armin Watts, Hercules Mata'afa. But remember, the Vikings signed Dom Capers, and he runs a 3-4 defense. Mike Zimmer's defense are usually a 4-3. And the difference is with defensive line and linebackers. A 4-3, which is more normal, will have four defensive linemen and three linebackers. A 3-4 is the opposite. So three linemen, four linebackers. And... Mike Zimmer's always looking to change up and improve his defensive scheme, even though he already has a good one. But that's a good thing, because then it gives us more packages, and we can utilize more players' talents. So, we might be lining up Daniel at D-Tackle, or at least inside more, on certain packages, like we did against the Saints in the playoffs. And that worked really well. Now, some of his stats over the last four years, he's had a total of two interceptions, one touchdown, He's had 14 forced fumbles and a total of 37 and a half sacks. But the big thing is the forced fumbles. See, Daniel's on the other side, and we already know that he can get pressure. But imagine a guy a little bit more consistent than Ev on the opposite side and who is more going for the turnovers. Now, Daniel came in a year before, but didn't really play as much. So, they both started playing a decent run of time in 2016. Yannick's 
first season. And Daniel has a lot more sacks, even if you take out the year he had ahead. But Nagakwe has by far, by far, a lot more forced fumbles. And Daniel has a couple of fumble recoveries. So, I mean, it's going to be like a yin and a yang. You have the strong rusher with Daniel on one side, and then you have the speedster on the other. And keep in mind, the guy's still only 25 years old. The Vikings got a steal. This guy should have been going for at least a first, in my opinion. But they got it for a second, possibly a fifth. And if the Vikings win a Super Bowl, it could be a third. Which, I think we can all agree, we'll give up a second and a third for a Super Bowl win. I mean, we're due one, right? Now it's fair to question, did the Vikings make the right move? Well, it is a one-year rental for now because... The Jacksonville Jaguars did tag him, but also, he did not want to be there. He, in fact, took a lot less money to leave there just to come here. So, I'm hoping that we can re-sign him. I don't think the Vikings would have brought him in if they didn't want to re-sign him. The only logical way I see the Vikings, well, there's two. The only two logical ways I see the Vikings not bringing him back is if, one, the Vikings completely flop as a team. Or two, we win the Super Bowl and we want to put assets somewhere else to help rebuild the team. But there's other implications due to this trade. Dalvin Cook, for example, he's still looking to get signed. Personally, I think this spells the end of Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. It's been about a week now since their conversations have blown off when it comes to contract talking. And I don't think the Vikings would have made this move if they were able to sign Dalvin Cook. So... I'm going to assume that Rick and company want to just roll with Madison. Madison will probably get a lot of touches this year because they want to see what he has. There's some other things I could see happen too. I won't be surprised if Barr was moved or Hunter, but I think those scenarios are far, far less likely. I could even see Ant Harris getting moved because I know the Vikings were thinking about it this past offseason. And with all their young D-backs exploding onto the scene, they might just transition one. Personally, I would like to see the roster just ride. Now, I'm not much of a person who just wants to throw the whole farm for the whole cow, but the Vikings have legit aspirations this year. One, they're very under the radar, which is good for any Super Bowl team. If you have a target on your back, more teams are gonna use that to hype themselves up. If you don't have the target on your back, or in the Vikings case, they're not viewed as contenders, they're gonna use that to motivate themselves. Now, the last time the Vikings did something like this where they threw the part of the farm for a cow was the Sam Bradford trade. Now, the difference is the Vikings don't have nearly as many holes as they did in 2016, especially with acing the last few drafts they had. Also, they're not trading for an overrated, injury-prone player who consistently gets hurt and consistently hasn't been good since his college days. I think this trade was a good move. But we'll have to wait to see what the final results are to it. Luckily, we are officially a week away from football kicking off. Thursday night football, Chiefs versus Texans. Now that will be a hell of a game. I don't know about you, but I am very excited. I'm also excited for how the NBA is going. It looks like things are starting to heat up. I was a little wrong about the uh, Trailblazers and Mavs taking a game or two. Especially Portland. I thought they would have at least tied the series. But LeBron went crazy mode. I think at one point in that game last week, game four I believe, the Lakers were up 50 at half. Somewhere around that range. I know it was 30 at one point early in the, in the first half. But they just dominated them. And then the Mavs, 
I'm surprised they didn't take another one from the Clippers. But Luka Doncic, man, that guy's that guy's crazy. Every single time he wants a bucket, he'll get it. He would anything he shoots for. He's basically he's basically the white Michael Jordan. I think that's fair to say. Or the European Michael Jordan. Now I'm a little surprised the Nuggets and the Jazz are tied up. Utah had the series locked up, but just as I projected, the Nuggets have came all the way back with their good defensive team. Houston and Thunder, on the other hand, I don't know how the Thunder is still in it. Maybe Chris Paul is still pissed off at James Harden, and James Harden just likes a choke. Or Westbrook's being a ball hog. Probably a combination between the three. But we're finally in the uh, Conference 7 Finals, and Game 1 happened between the Celtics and the Raptors. Celtics beat them. They beat the defending champs, and the Raptors were a sneaky favorite to make it to the finals. Will Boston make another run at some championships? I mean, hopefully not. They just had a 20-year run with the Patriots, let alone with KG and Celtics, or the Boston Red Sox. No matter who wins, I don't think they're actually going to make it past the Bucks. The Bucks are playing pissed off. Regardless of what your thoughts are on the social injustice, Milwaukee's playing for their town. It's on fire, and their players are pissed off. But they're playing the heat. And Jimmy Butler is a fierce guy. Him, Tyler Hero, and the whole squad. It'll be an interesting matchup. I'll be surprised if the Heat take the first game. But I will not be surprised if it goes to Game 7. I think it all depends on what happens that first game. I think it'll set the whole tone for the series. The Western Conference still doesn't have their games set for Round 2. Due to the two other teams struggling. But I think it'll be Nuggets and Rockets who will advance. The Eastern Conference Round 2 could be wrapped up by next week. So I'll take Milwaukee in 4 and I'll take the Raptors in 6. For the West, I'll take LA in 5 over Houston. And I'll take the Clippers in 7 over Denver. So that means it'll be Clippers versus Lakers, the number 1 and 2. And Bucks versus Raptors, who are also number 1 and 2. We'll see how it all plays out. And now, time for some baseball. Alright, well, we've had a lot of big moves today so far. Let's start with the biggest one, the Padres. They're they're trying to make the World Series. Yeah. it's um. I was honestly shocked. So last week I said no one's going to sell the farm. and Yeah, what did they give up for them? Well, they gave up two players, right? No, see, here's the weird thing. I get the Clevenger trade, but they traded for a 30-year-old catcher who's... Batting average last year was a 269. This year it's a 306. But you gave up uh, Taylor Trammell, who is one of their best players coming up in the outfield. And it's not like they have big depth at the outfield position. So I don't get that one. The one that does make sense is the Mike Clevenger trade. That made sense today. This afternoon they made a trade for Mike Clevenger. For many reasons it made sense for them. Um, I forget I forget if uh, Clev is on his last year, but... Either way, if he is, if he has, I think it might be his last year under contract, which is fine because they can pull him back easily next year. I think if they play well this year, which they have, they prove that they have talent. So Clevenger might want to stay there and he might have to be the, he doesn't, I don't know. He's not a big fan of after listening to Bauer. It doesn't like he's best friends with Trevor Bauer. It doesn't sound like he loves being the leader. He just doesn't like taking that role. He that's kinda, that's, he that's understandable. Likes to, he kind of likes don't. to, yeah, he kind of likes to sit back. And so with Chris Paddock being up there too, potentially being just being able to just hand Paddock the keys to the uh, team there in um, San Diego, that kind of makes sense. Everything makes sense to keep Clev there. 
Trading for Austin Nola didn't make a ton of sense to me because they had two really good catchers. And maybe that's why they traded for him, because they knew they were going to have to give up those two other catchers to get Clev. So, I, I mean, that might have been part of it. But, right. um, yeah. the And then, Mike... What do you think the impact is? We already know the impact on the Padres. They're trying to make a, a big playoff run. What do you think the impact on the Cleveland Indians are? Um, See, so, um, what I saw... I have to look at this again, but... Because that was the only move they really made, right? Um, Well, they traded for Austin Oil. That was the first move they made. Okay. Which is the catcher, and they traded their top prospect, David Trammell, for him. Um, okay, so... Yeah, okay, so they did... They did require... They did acquire Greg Allen, so he's an outfielder for... for uh, He was an outfielder for them. And then they had a player to be determined, I think. Um, and But they traded one of their... Bullpen arms in Quantro, Arise, and uh, Canto, um, so some minor leaguers, and then Hedges and Naylor, which are their catchers up at the uh, major league level. Um, so, I, you know, what they gave up was, oh, Arise is their, uh, yeah, he was their number seven prospect. So he's a pretty good player. He's a shortstop, though, and that's, that's where I think it kind of made sense for them, too. You have uh, Manny Machado, who can play shortstop, but they moved him back to third because they have... One of the best players right now in um, Fernando Tatis Jr. playing shortstop. So it makes sense for them to trade away their shortstop. Now, like you said, what will that do to Cleveland? I think that surprisingly, I, I, I think Francisco Lindor is on his way out now this coming offseason. So do you think they're He's, trying to make one last run right now? Or do you think they're... Think they're gonna I think they're more? kind of playing middle ground. Because... Because, well, no. See, what what they're doing is they're starting to, they're starting to rebuild... But they're still staying competitive because so they're um I forget the pitcher that just came up for them. He's really good. He's it's he's a rookie this year, and I think that's after they saw him pitch. Um, not it's not Tristan McKenzie, is it? Um, I think it is Tristan McKenzie. He's a really good pitcher for them already, and he's like 21. And I think I think so. I think with that, and I think they didn't want to pay Lindor this coming off season. So I think they took their shot and got a top prospect shortstop must have liked what they've seen in the past right and so then they're gonna they're gonna spend their money elsewhere with and they still got beaver so i mean yeah they they're good they're talented they're young and they're talented so that i think they're, they're, probably, just, they're probably the best move for them i think they're just trying to put it together a super team for years to come now again and we'll see how it works out um i think they're gonna make i think they're gonna win the central the central's tough right now they they're arguably the best uh best conference in all Major League Baseball. You have last night. It was a twenty-one thirteen tie in the division. You're gonna, you're gonna with you're the gonna standings. St- the Twins are struggling right now, but the White Sox are young and hot. Detroit's young, and they they're they're constantly beating up on the Twins this year. Um, which I'm surprised the Twins weren't even active. Didn't even make a move, which is so disappointing. I mean, it's it's so Minnesota Twins, but it's so disappointing. They were they were talking about how they're active and making a move, but they ended up not making one. They, they, I, they just they struggle with having the market. They, they're not going to have the market like San Diego, where your players going to be more happy to go there. Um, I really, I'm, I'm. Are you really going to say that that's better than the NL West? I think I, you, you have the Dodgers in the NL West destroying twenty six and ten already. Like that's and and then you have San Diego twenty one and fifteen. 
But the, and then you have Colorado at seventeen and seventeen, and the only reason they but went the Tigers, eight, the Tigers are sixteen and sixteen, and they're they're fourth. And the only reason, yeah, the uh, Giants are seventeen and nineteen. But the Twins are twenty. And, and my uh, point is fifteen. Yeah, twenty and fifteen. What did I just say? The Dodgers are twenty six and uh, 10. 20. 10. or ten. Sorry. And so, how many games have they already played against their own division? A lot. Yeah, but you can have you can have. They top, haven't lost very many games in division. If, I think. if your if your top team has more wins, that just means you have a worse division. Doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean it's necessarily better. No, unless unless they're beating up each other. They yeah. are. They the Dodgers are beating up on everyone else because they're just that yes. good. They're just that good. How can you? But argue? it doesn't mean that they're doesn't mean the division's better. I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it, I'm saying just because the top team has more wins doesn't mean the whole division's better. It's all about a whole. We're talking about. I'm not saying that the. The Cleveland Indians or the White Sox, the Twins are better than the than the uh, than the Dodgers. I'm not saying that the how many times, top two teams are better than the Dodgers and the Dodgers. How many times over the last decade has the AL Central sent two teams to the postseason? I have no idea. I but, think but, I think a manageable three but times. We're, we're talking about this yes. year. We're talking about this year. And I'm talking in the past decade, and it still stays true today because right now there's three, at least three teams from the NLS that will be going to the postseason. Maybe Colorado's slipping right now. They have been struggling their last ten. Yeah, but that's because they had to play teams like the Dodgers. Like, how can you not struggle? Exactly. They're going to lose to all of them. I'm just saying, as of right now, if you're looking at standings, first, if you're looking at uh, from. One through five per each standings or per each division. The center, the the AL center is the best as of right now. It could change. Just like just like two weeks ago, it looked like the looked like the the NL West was going to send four teams, and now now they might only be sending two. I mean, it can change just like that. It was only last week. Last week we were talking about uh, the Twins being on fire, and now they're dropping. They could they could possibly miss the playoffs. I don't think so, but. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, yeah. Just like that. Well, the AL East is probably going to end up sending three teams no matter what. Yeah, the Blue Jays. Speaking of the Blue Jays, they were also making some moves today. Yep. They got uh, Ross Stripling from the Dodgers. Um, that's not a good move. And, yeah, and Robbie Ray, who's also been struggling. Yeah, which but he's not right. He, he looks like they're he looking, turns it on they're looking, for, they're looking for pitching help. And then he got they got... Taiwan Walker. Now the one Walker's that good. the one that uh, interests me was Robbie Ray, just because of how bad he's been struggling this year. Yeah, but he's he's I think probably just looking for some more bullpen help. I don't remember if they had any injuries. I think they were in the conversation. Did they make the trade for? I think they did. They made about they made about a bunch of trades. Today. No, I think they traded for Jonathan VR from the Miami Marlins. Um, yeah, Miami was Miami was buying and selling left and right with all their players. No, you're thinking of the Mariners. No, Marlins, Miami. They were buying and sell- selling all day. I think you're thinking of the Mariners. Like, go look at all the moves that uh, the Marlins have made. I'll pull it up because it's interesting. Oh, they got they got Starling Marte. Yeah, I yeah, didn't see got, that. I, didn't, no. I, mean, I just I haven't seen that yet. Oh, but yeah, they were they were they were making a bunch of moves, but also like. I'm gonna trade Caleb Smith. Okay. Potential return for Isan Diaz makes trade up. And they got rid of uh, Jonathan Villar. Um. Yeah, so I think, but I think what will be interesting to see here is if, um, it'll be interesting to see if some of these moves pay off. Like, you look at the Mets, and they call, they they got Chirinos, Castro, and Frazier, mm-hmm. and I think that's to help their pitching, because they have some good pitchers, but they just have never had, they've never had the offense, and they struggle with the offense, so it'll be interesting to see if that helps. Um, so an interesting stat um, that I'm going to bring up here. 
Uh, the Dodgers, in all 36 games they've played this year, have not lost a series. You want to know another interesting stat? The Dodgers and the White Sox, if it was a regular season, they'd be on pace to break the home run record. Did you know that? Yeah. They're hitting, uh, I think, like two point something, 2.2 home runs a game or something ridiculous like that. Yep. Which just shows that they're hyping up the ball and stuff. What? That they're making the ball more bouncier, making the, tor- the making the core tighter so that teams can hit more home runs. I, I, I kind of agree. I'm sure the ball has changed, but it has, they don't change it year by year by year. Because if you start changing things too much, it's not going to end well. I think part of it is that, but I think it's also still that the league has now become a, you're not going to get criticized if you strike out. But the Dodgers have always been one of the best on-base percentage teams. Sure, but Corey no- Seager... Corey Seager swings at 65% of his first ball strike or his first pitches, but also has the highest uh, at batting average in count and three two counts. And so, so either way, like Corey Seager is like one of the most dangerous players. Either way, and that the doctor is really patient on offense, and that's when you'll notice like, if they ever go into a struggle, it's because either their patience kills them or they start being in too impatient. Like, like, I, like, I know that's with, like, any team, but, like, the Dodgers, like, if they stay too patient, they start waiting on pitches they shouldn't swing at, and then they swing at the next pitch in a 2-1 count. Right. And they shouldn't have because that's a ball. But they saw a fastball, and they're like, oh, I should hit this one for a home run. But, yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. The Dodgers haven't lost a, se- uh, a series yet, so pretty, it, cool, pretty cool thing there going on there. It also looks like uh, the Cincinnati Reds are trying to make a – yeah. I'll push the playoffs because they got Archie Bradley from the diving back. Yeah. And I saw the White Sox got Jonathan, uh, or, um, Pilar. Yeah, Jonathan Pilar. Pilar? No, the Rockies got Pilar. Oh, sorry, Sox. sorry, sorry. Yeah, I saw, I saw Rocks. I thought the I, White Sox, I, 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 I'm not yeah. sure if the White Sox made a move. I didn't see anything from them. But they're, they're young and loaded right now. Oh, yeah. They, they have the next Mike Joe. Uh, Luis Robert is... The A's got Mike Bonner, uh, Mike Miner from the Rangers as well. And I think that's it for all the big trades. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of actually happy to see. I mean, I I, mean, I wouldn't mind to seeing the Dodgers try to get Clev just because, like I said, starting pitching starting to scare me. And that's why we got rid of Ross Stripling out there in L.A. Because it's been gross. Like, he literally leaned on the offense to get all of his runs to not lose a game. Right. And so, now, I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was a starter for us before. And he probably wouldn't have been this year. He probably would have been in the bullpen. But when we had David Price say, no, he's not coming. And then Walker's been a little bit banged up. And so then we have to put in other guys. And I think I think this will be a great time to show the Dodgers. This is, this is really going to show teams... See, this is the problem. When you pull with what, when you do what the, um, when you do what the Padres did today, it's not good for you in the end because realistically, some of these are just rentals and some of these guys, a lot of these guys aren't going to pan out. So yeah, it all, it all depends on what happens. If they win a world series, no one, no one cares what happens. I mean, but they both care the year after because they're supposed to be, they could have been growing. Like this is their time. Like just be patient, but they're not going to, I don't think they'll win the world series. So you're telling me, uh, you wouldn't trade the Dodgers best player just to win a world series this year no because it's never that's preposterous no that's no preposterous. the reason the reason no because you're, you're, you're yeah i get what your idea or, is or, no, yeah. no 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 hang on no, hang on let me finish let me finish what my story was one sec one sec you wouldn't trade the dodgers best young prospect for a world series this year no because we haven't in the past and that's my point hang on what? let me get to my point what so here's the idea we've traded for machado and we've traded for you darvish and i think i'm missing one 
But those two guys have both been traded for, and we have not lose, lost Kybert Ruiz, Will Smith, Gavin Lux, Toy, uh, Gonsolin, or Dustin May. All guys that are now performing great for us, and Walker Buehler. Walker Buehler is in another conversation for a trade. Have not have not lost them. We still got the trades for Machado and for um oh and Mookie, but Mookie we didn't Mookie we gave up Verdugo, but that wasn't like that was like a fair trade there. And we talked about it last week. We kind of ended up still better off than the Red Sox in that trade. But anyways, we traded for those guys midseason the last couple of years. And guess what? You sucked in the postseason. You lost us the World Series potentially in 2017. Obviously, there's an Astro scandal, but he never pitched well in the postseason. Machado hit 400-foot singles in the uh, postseason and tried to get the Dodgers into a fight. So, I mean, when you traded for guys, yeah, it could potentially make you a better team. But in the end, all it ever did for us was we got to the World Series. We never won it. Yeah. And guess what? If we would have traded Kybert Ruiz, he'd be a starting catcher for someone. But now he's sitting he's sitting in our minors. So when we let go, when we lose Austin Barnes this offseason, we have two of the best young catchers coming up in our farm because we chose not to sell them. We but, chose not to sell them to buy two better players that are insane at the time. And Machado is still really good, but in the end they were just one year rentals. You don't trade your you don't trade your farm to win one World Series. It never works out. No, that wasn't that wasn't the point of my question. I don't care who you trade for, what you trade for, and all that stuff. My question was if you could trade a young, a young talent, a young prospect, regardless, and you no. guarantee your shot, you guarantee yourself at a World Series title, at winning the World Series. Yeah, but it's you're all, saying you wouldn't. No, because it's just a shot, and I've seen the Dodgers. No, make, no, no I'm not, I've seen I'm not them saying, make the moves. Yes, I know. I would not. Andrew Friedman runs it right, and that's how I would run it now. I'm not. I'm not saying for a shot at the World Series. I'm saying to win it. Yeah, but like you've never this, guaranteed anything. No, no, yeah, th- there's that, there's that argument, but this—that's not the point of the question. I get what you're trying to say, but it's baseball, and having one guy come over who is playing amazing. Your idea there is that you're trading one guy who's played well in the minors could be one of the best players coming up, and you're gonna go trade him for one guy that's having a breakout year. Again, no thanks. Again, what I'm saying is that. The, what's the point of playing professional sports to win a, to win a championship? Correct. Yes, but patience is also key in that. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying this is a chance to guarantee your you guarantee your team a World Series title. That's the goal. Why wouldn't you make the move? Because you're gonna I'm lose, not, I'm not you're saying gonna lose shot. you're gonna lose more shots at more than one by doing it. Yeah, but every trade every trade will have uh, consequences regardless. No matter what you do, anything can happen. But I'm just saying. If you have a move that guarantees your team a World Series title, who cares about next year? This is right now. You're just trying to world, trying to win a World Series. That was the point of the question. I don't care about the moves that the Dodgers made in the past and what's worked for them. I'm just saying, like a move to guarantee yourself a title, you should make regardless. Now a chance at it. That's a different argument. I'm just trying to remember because I can remember that we did not trade any of our top prospects, and that's my point. Oh, that, like, that, I get, that, that's just a good management, and I'm, I, I'm all for that. Like, I get what you're saying, but in the end, selling your selling your farm for one prize is never going to end well. It never does. Depends on, at depends the on best, who you are, too. At the best, you get to the World Series and maybe win it, but then guess what? That guy's leaving no matter what. He wants more money. Machado left us. Bryce left, chose not to come play for us because he wanted more money. You'll ne- Garrett Cole left a potential friggin' team to win a World Series. Did they win a World Series? No. They didn't win last year. Wasn't he with them the year before? And they didn't win the, they didn't win the year before. Er he might have been, but they didn't win the year before. I thought they did. No. Red Sox. 
Oh, yeah. He wasn't with them in 17, no. That makes sense. So here's here's who the Dodgers traded. And tell me if you remember notice any of these names. I'm not going to know any of these names. I'm going to tell you that right now. You send now Diaz, Dean Kramer, Bannon, Zach Pop, and Breivik Valara. That was two years ago. None of those guys have played in the pros since then. I, not As far as I know, none of them have made their major league starts. Or if they have, they've not been up there for long. So the Dodgers just took basically a rental for nothing. They basically are like, here, have these guys and see if we can make them work. And so far, none of them have. They traded for them? That's your Machado. They, they traded away those guys for Machado? Yeah. So you're agreeing with me? None of those guys were our top prospects. My oh, point oh, is... Yeah, yeah that's, that's just a good move by... Yeah, that's just a good move by the Dodgers. See, that's a completely different argument. But, but I'm just saying, like, for a chance to win a World Series, to win... No, no, not even a chance to win. Yeah, but you don't know that. To, I'm just saying, like, let's say we can predict the future, and I said they make this move, this will win on the World Series. You'd have to take it. Like, if you had a crystal ball that told you what was going to happen, you'd be dumb not to be like, oh, no, nah, we'll wait till next year. Oh, we'll wait till... That's a, I'd ask that that's, crystal ball, how many World <laughs> Series do I lose before or after? Like, how many like, World Series do I not get because I trade? You're not, you're not guaranteed a World Series every single year, though. But that's the point. That's the point. I, I, want, I want that. I want that little ball to tell me how that prospect's going to turn out. Because if he turns out to be the one of the best players ever, no, I'm not trading him. So you're telling me that uh, if you go back last year and the Dodgers can make a trade that would win on the World Series last year, you wouldn't do it. You know what that trade would be? What? You know what that trade would be? I'm not saying. I'm not, I don't it'd care. Be, be I just for, want. I just want yes for, or no. It'd be for Minnesota and never curse the Dodgers. No, I'm just. I'm just asking. I'm just. Uh, you remember? You remember what the quote was? Which quote? Remember what the quote was in the car on the way to, I don't know, we went to get Mountain Dew or something. And what did what did K-Fan say? The K-Fan guy goes, yeah, I just want these Dodger fans to start sweating in the bars. They're too comfortable right now. I want them to hit like a two-run home run. He's like, I don't care if they lose or win. I just want to see them start sweating. What time was it? Do you remember? It was like it was 8, eight o'clock. Yeah, it was like 8 o'clock. We just left home to go get some Mountain Dew and we came back. And literally the next inning, you went home. The next inning, they literally hit a home run, and they literally tie up the game, and then they win it. And that guy is terrible because I got the Minnesota curse on me. Then I was gonna say it has to be like someone from like Fox Sports North then, because there's no no one would be on at eight o'clock at night. Who was? It would have to be Fox Sports. Or was it Florio? Florio be on? No, Florio. First off, Florio's football. Well, I know, but they were just. It was a football person talking about baseball. No, it, yeah, it had to be Fox Sports North because that's who. Uh, in this area, that's who their affiliate is when they're not on. Yeah, so, like they were just. They were just talking about the game. I don't know. It could have been someone like Jody Mack. It could have been someone. Uh, some of the other guys I don't really listen to, but I don't know. I, those I, those, I, guys, those guys are more. Those guys are. Uh, those guys are West Coast people too. So they're more affiliated with the with the Padres, the Dodgers. And all those teams. So, but yeah, that's. But anyways, there was nothing that could have stopped last year. Last year was just a. No, my point was, I was gonna say, if you said no, I can be like, you don't want your hundred dollars back, like. <laughs> Dude, like was, all the Cubs acquired Mavens from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The if yeah, you can use the argument. Uh, you're not guaranteed it. Like that's completely fair. But if you, if you're gonna win the World Series, like U.S. U.S. Minnesota fans, if 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 unique. If he wins the Vikings the Super Bowl, we'll be like, you go your own way. No, like look at look what the Raptors did last year. Well, the Vikings didn't trade anything for anything. They traded a bunch of picks for him. Well, they, tra- they, they traded they, like a third round pick. No, a second, and if they win the Super Bowl, it could be a third, which is really big. That's just like giving away big prospects in baseball. 
But look what the Raptors did. Not necessarily. The Raptors straight away one of the best players for a, for a really good player for a one year rental. How'd that work out for them? One year. How'd that work out for them? You're they, saying they could have th- they th- could have th- kept their player and still won the NBA title. D- no. Yes. No. One of the greatest players of all time. No. Come on. Yes. Stop. I'm blanking on his name right now. DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan. If I shoot it, it goes in. Except in the playoffs. Except in the playoffs. DeMar DeRozan. He chokes hard. He's like the Dodgers. He's like the Dodgers, but in a single player in the just, playoffs. You could have just said Clayton Kershaw. It doesn't matter. You could the whole just, team. You could have just said Clayton. The whole Kershaw. team. Could have just said Clayton. Kershaw. But no, look what the Raptors did. They they got they traded DeRozan for a, even a better player. Either way. And they won the championship. Either way. Last week, I said, no one's going to make big trades. And in the end, the Padres were like, hang on, hold my beer. I'm going to do it. Well, you called someone t- taking Padres. You didn't know who, though. What? You said you I ca- you called somebody to trade for Clev. Yeah, I I thought maybe, I don't know if I said it on here. I thought maybe Minnesota. Yeah, you said Minnesota. I didn't think Minnesota was going to trade. But, I, you know, I was almost right there, though, because they were looking, they were talking with, I think it was the White Sox. I think it was the White Sox. They were about to trade him to the White Sox. I was surprised at that. All right. Well, other than that, um, let's get the picks. Well, not just that, but uh, how about Giolito? Giolito threw a no-no. Giolito? Yeah. Who's that? White Sox pitcher, starting pitcher. Oh yeah. I think the day after. That's, that's I think the day. The day on fire. Day or two. Do we? Do we have the podcast last week before Kenta Maeda almost threw a no-no? That was that was two weeks ago. Okay, that was. And two that weeks. was that. Yeah, that was the night of the two weeks ago. Yeah, okay, yep, and then G. Little threw on, like, the night of. Maybe maybe people just throw no-nos, like, a day or two after we always do a podcast, so, like, watch so, out for the no-nos should tonight. We pre- should we predict someone is tonight? <laughs> I'm just going to choose a random team. Where's the standings? I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Boston Red Sox pitch are going to hit pitch a no-hitter tonight. Who's pitching for him? <laughs> I have no idea. All right, one one quick thing, too. Um. Well, so I kind of called it. I said that I'm surprised the Rays haven't came out of their haven't exploded onto the scene and they are now they're number two in the power rankings a's are to number three um um okay one more thing too you know you kind of mentioned it before but baseball once again had the chance to let people watch baseball instead of any other sport what they do this time they canceled the games they suspended them the other night when nba canceled their games they had the chance to be the one team, the one sport again, to bring people together. Yeah, but wasn't that a lot of the other team's choices? I mean, some of it was the players, but still, like... Yeah, that's, but like, that's... But, like, the next day, though, then the next day you want to play because you realize, oh, we have a voice now. It's like, no, you always had a voice. You guys need to use your voice a little more. Although, once again, Manfred messes it up. And... Yeah, that guy, I don't know. I don't know. What's this contract, though? I don't know, but him and Goodell should both be gone. Goodell, at least, Goodell, Goodell's, I don't really care what Goodell does, but Manfred is, Manfred's literally just an idiot. Every time he opens his mouth, he just says something that's just stupid. Uh, yeah, him and Trevor Bauer are best friends. Are they actually? Oh, oh yeah, because you, you told me that. Uh, Bauer, like, what he said last year, I think. What? No, he's, what did he do? I totally forgot what, what the story was. But I know what you're talking yeah, about. He's, he's, but uh, and Bauer are not friends. Let's get the picks. So first we have the we have the Braves. We have the Atlanta Braves. They play they play the Nats. Three games versus the Nats. Or we can do uh Boston because they haven't played yet. And they'll be starting tonight. Do you want the Boston series and the Nats series? Why can't we do them both? 
Well, because of the Nats series, uh, they have two games on Friday, and they play two games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we could either do a four-game series, but we won't pick three of them. Let's do the Boston one since they haven't started playing tonight. Okay. Since they're at Boston, I'll say they win, lose, win. I'll take a three-game sweep. We'll go for the sweep. All right. Now we have Padres versus the A's. I'll say, I'll say they lose the first one and then win the next two. I'll say they win the first one, lose the last two. All right. Then we got the Yankees, and they are up against Baltimore. Actually, no, we'll do Tampa Bay. They have, they'll actually be a good series. I'll say they win the first two, lose the last one. Base is September already, which is crazy. I'll take win the first one, lose the second one, win the third one. And then the Tigers, I believe they take on the Twins. I kind of want to just say they sweep the Twins, just because the Twins are playing bad. We'll do the, we'll do the second Friday game, Saturday, Sunday. Which is weird, because it says <laughs> there's two Friday games, and on the schedule it says at Minnesota, and then home. ESPN has their own schedule messed up. Are you on Major uh, League Baseball? <laughs> you can apply back to Minnesota, quick. How about Thursday? Is this supposed Thursday, to be Thursday? Thursday, they say... Oh, that's from last week. Yeah, the, the, okay, so they're making... so that. Oh, first, that's from August. Okay, so... Oh, you're doing the Friday game? Yeah, this, let's do the second Friday game. <laughs> they literally are. We'll do the second Friday game just in case. <laughs> what? Wait. Like... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, we'll just do the... What's we'll the actual? It looks make like they're making up, up a couple games. Twenty-seven. They have five games. One team them. on the field. Okay, so we'll do the first Friday game and the Saturday Sunday because one. Why of don't we just do Saturday Sunday Monday? We can do that one too because because I understand now the one game is a makeup game. Yes. Yeah. So we can do that Saturday Sunday Monday. I'll say I'll say the Twins win the first two and lose the last one. I'll take a sweep of Saturday through Monday. You think they'll sweep? I think the Twins will sweep. The, the Twins will sweep, okay. Yeah. Dodge, the Tigers will lose all three of them. I wish that would happen, but the Twins don't deserve any love right now. All right, well, that's all we have for the sports report.